Russia, Russia, Russia. No matter what channel you turn on, what website you visit, or what social media app you use, you are going to hear about Russia. That's because Putin has invaded Ukraine, sparking speculation of World War III, the Battle of Armageddon, and many other Bible prophecy talking points. Everyone wants to know, if NATO gets involved with Ukraine and Russia, will it go nuclear? Russia says yes. What does the Bible say? Let's talk about it. Welcome to End of the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We are taking your calls today. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. As always, we look forward to chatting with you. We're specifically talking about Russia, if you couldn't tell, and also (laughs) the potential of this conflict going nuclear. Doug, what are you hearing about that? That's all I'm hearing right now, which is... You know, it's pretty fascinating who's saying it. That's that's what I don't want to give away too much because I want I want to get into it a little bit. But well, get into it. You know, the we, okay. So we got the UN saying this is possibly could turn into World War Three, and if it does, it could go nuclear very quickly. Then you got the EU. So we got two of the major players in that one world government beast that comes down against Israel at the Battle of Armageddon talking about this with the country that's going to be involved with that. So you got to wonder, okay, how are we going to get from these where we are right now to what that one world beast looks like? Is this war going to cause that? Is could this war be what causes Vladimir Putin's fall? You know, we heard a couple of weeks ago um, one of our senators, Lindsey Graham, our lawmakers, he he called for the assassination of Vladimir Putin, the leader of Russia. And now they're saying if this war goes uh, further and the uh, NATO gets involved in it, it could go nuclear very quick. And we've got the EU saying that and we've got the UN saying that. So for those two entities to say something like that, I mean, the flags just start flying because you're thinking, wow, these are two of the world government entities that are going to be part of that one world beast. But then Russia is going to be part of it, too. So how do we get there from where we are right now? It's an interesting time we live in, Vince. And uh, I mean, it's it's exciting um, for me, you know, being a prophecy student and and teacher, but also um, as a Christian, seeing these prophecies come to life in front of us is pretty exciting. So. Well, everyone wants, is wanting to know about this. Everyone mm-hmm. want, is wanting to know what the Bible has to say about this, or they're hearing someone tell them what the Bible has to say about it. And so we're hoping to provide some clarity today. And um, on top of all that, some peace, some joy, some hope. Just because there's so much mayhem going on doesn't mean we have lost all hope. We still are on Jesus' side, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter what weapon forms against us. We're going to prosper. That means... If you're a Ukrainian Christian, you can still prosper through all this. If you're a Russian Christian, you can still prosper through all this. And I know 
I'm not necessarily saying a, a Russian Christian in that way, but if you're a Christian that lives in Russia, I'll clarify that for the people that are going to bash me over the head for saying that. Uh, but um, uh, you know what I mean. But, um, Doug, you said something in your comments there that kind of made my ears stand up a bit. You said that w- something about this leading to Putin's removal from office or something like that. Yeah. Uh, are you saying he's not going to be the leader of Russia? What, what I, do you I'm know? saying. What has the Lord told I, you? The Lord has not told me anything. I just know people are calling for this to happen. And right now, Putin, the leader of Russia, is not playing ball with the world government. If he was, he wouldn't be in the Ukraine right now. He wouldn't be doing what he's doing. And you've got two of the major world government entities talking about going to war with Russia and it turning nuclear. So it makes me wonder, okay, is that how we get to Revelation 13 where the the Russian bear is the feet of that one world government? How do we get there? If he's opposed right now to the one world government, then it almost seems as though Putin will have to be removed. Well, could it be that um, World War III will be so devastating for Russia that their only option would be to join that world government system. Yeah, I mean, certainly it could. Uh, if this goes to World War III and we go to nuclear, uh, it could get nasty real quick all over. So it's just anything, just any saying, scenario like Russia, could play out. Russia's adamantly opposed to world government, it would seem. At this point, yeah, it seems like it. And so in order for them to be the feet of this end time just before Jesus returns system, mm-hmm. something's got to happen to make them join that forces with them. Yeah. Is it that maybe they're conquered and, and they end up becoming part of the system? It could very well be that. But, you know, what I think a lot of what they're trying to help make us understand through the media and the things they're talking about on the media right now is they're saying, like, the Ukraine actually has a chance against this Russian army. And I just, to me, I find that hard to believe because we're talking about the second most powerful military in the world. And I I understand that people can be resilient and that people can stand up against the bullies. And I know all about David and Goliath in the Bible. But this Ukrainian president, Zelensky, is reaching out to every nation all over the world trying to get them to help support them. And everybody is afraid to get involved because they know that tensions could make this go into a nuclear war very quickly if other nations get involved with it. And so we're looking at that volatile situation, Vince, that uh, we've talked about before. And if it went nuclear, yes, Russia could be hit so hard that it would devastate them, but they're still going to be here for that end time. And they're still going to be strong enough to where, you know, they're going to be a, a big part of that. They're not going anywhere. And so uh, it, it's going to be interesting just to watch and see, but... The talk that's going on in these articles and the people that say in these things, it it's, makes you scratch your head because you're going, wow, I mean, are we there? And mm-hmm. from what they say, we are there. We're on the, the brink of a nuclear war right now. It's the first time in like 60 years. Well, there's a lot to talk about today, Doug. Yeah. And that's what we are going to do. Um, I, but for those of you that listen or watch us regularly, I do want to let you know that uh, Dave is actually going to be on the show tomorrow. So Doug and I are doing today. That's because, as you recall, last week we had announced that Devorah was going to be with us Friday, and that did not work out, but she will be here tomorrow. So Devorah from the Jewish Agency will be with Dave on the air tomorrow 
Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Time. I believe Jana is joining him as well. So it's going to be Dave, Jana, and Devorah. You are not going to want to miss tomorrow's show. Uh, as you know, we've been talking about the Ukrainian Jews that are trying to make Aliyah, and we've been in support of that. We've been uh, telling you about the need that's there, which is, you know, it's millions of dollars to help the Jewish people make Aliyah out of Ukraine because, uh, well, the price is a little bit higher because of the war situation, but nonetheless, we're not only helping Jews get out of Ukraine, but nations around the world. But specifically right now, we're focusing on Ukraine. You all have given to that. You all prayed about that, and we're so thankful for that. Well, tomorrow, we're going to meet with Devorah live in studio, so you're not going to want to miss tomorrow's show. You can learn more about what we're doing with the Jewish Agency um, and Devorah at endtime.com slash Ukraine. We've got a video up there of the first 300 Jews landing in Tel Aviv, so go check that out. We'll be right back after the break. Right now, there are tens of thousands of Jewish immigrants stranded in Ukraine as Russia invades city after city with no regard for human life. 3,000 Jews are ready to return to Israel today. The need for evacuation, shelter, flights, and emergency housing, nearly $10 million. The Jews in Ukraine need your help. If half of you gave just $250 toward this need, it would be met in full today. Please consider giving to help Jews safely escape Ukraine. To give or learn more, go to endtime.com Ukraine or call 800-END-TIME. That's endtime.com Ukraine or 800-363-8463. I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. Welcome back to End of the Age. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Give us a call. We'd love to chat with you today and answer your questions if we can, um, or talk to you about some of your perspective as well. Uh, give us a call. I do want to make mention that Dave will be in College Station. I believe Dave and Jan are both going uh, to College Station this weekend, Saturday, March 26th at 6 p.m. Dave will be teaching on the future, Sunday, March 27th at 10 a.m. He'll be speaking on breaking prophecy news with a Q&A session to follow. So if you're in the College Station area, uh, make plans to be there, meet Dave and Jana. Um, enjoy a lesson that will help give you peace and understanding as we navigate these end times. It's not the 
uh, doom and gloom. We don't really do that here at End Time Ministries. We are telling you the facts as best as we can. We're telling you what the Bible has to say about current events. Uh, we're not trying to sensationalize anything. We're not trying to tell you, um, you know, some people have asked Dave recently, he was talking about it this morning, about a asteroid hitting the world in a few years and all this stuff. You know, we don't know enough about any of that to talk about it, but we are telling you what the Bible has to say about current events to the best of our ability. And so come out for a conference where you can meet like-minded people uh, that are looking at the signs of the times and looking for Jesus' soon coming return. You'll have a great time in College Station. You can learn more about the venue and additional details at endtime.com slash events. Or you can give us a call and talk to somebody over the phone about it at 800-END-TIME, 800-363-8463. And again, we are taking your calls at 877-END-TIME. So, give us a call. All right, Doug, we better get into this. Russia, Russia, Russia. If I had a Trump impersonation in me, I would do that just for you. Yeah. But also, I guess my, my oldest son, Brady, he's four. He called me before the show and wanted to talk, and I told him I couldn't talk because I had to get on the show, but I told him I'd say hi to him, so I hope he's watching now. But well, hi. <laughs> hi, Brady. Yeah, he always he always sits at home and says, <laughs> does the intro and says, this is Brady Stegall, and I'm here with Doug Norvell. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've sent you a video of that before, but nonetheless, yeah. we're talking about Russia. Yeah. EU. The EU head, listen to what he has to say. The head of the European Council, Charles Michael, or Michael, told reporters at the weekend over the weekend that if NATO enters the conflict between Russia and Ukraine, it will almost certainly lead to a third world war, which will be nuclear. Yeah. Now that jumps out to us. Mm-hmm. Why is that, Doug? Well, because that's what we believe the scripture tells us is going to happen in that sixth trumpet war, that it will be a war that's going to kill uh, one-third of mankind. And what's going to kill them, the Bible says, is the plague of smoke, fire, and brimstone. So that's why we believe that, to kill that number of people uh, on this planet, one out of every three people. That's a major war. We haven't had a war like that ever in the history of the world. And so we've always believed it was going to go nuclear. And here we have the head of the EU council saying that very thing as well. Well, we have been talking about it. this war would be nuclear since before I was born. Wow. That's how long End Time <laughs> Ministries has been talking about that. Yeah, that's true. Um, <clears throat> so, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people want to know, well, maybe it's the coronavirus That'll kill a third of mankind, and that's what the Bible is saying. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's some shot or some something else. Right. So I guess this jumps out to me because you know we've told people that's not what the Bible's saying. Right. You know, you don't have in regards to what Bible prophecy is saying, you don't have to worry about any of those things. Right. That's not going to be the case, from the best of our knowledge. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when these news stories point out that it could lead to third, the Third World War, which will be, not may be or whatever, it will be nuclear. Yeah. You know, it seems obvious it, it has to be nuclear, but yeah. uh, the results of that, 
are going to be much worse than the first two. Now, do you remember the numbers of the first two world wars? I wish I did, but I do not. It's kind of important. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, <laughs> we, I don't remember it either. Yeah. But I know that the, the second world war is like eight times the deaths of World War One, something mm-hmm. like that. And this is going to be yeah. a lot more. It's So when we when we look at just that impact that it's going to have on the world, I mean, one out of every three people are gone because of this war. Okay, so we know that there's uh, seven plus a billion people in the world. Yeah. So we're looking at 2.2 billion people. Yeah. Do you, I watched a, um, like, you know, one of those man on the street videos. It wasn't a man on the street, but it was like that where the, the guy, the, the person goes out and asks questions to random people. They're, they're asking questions at like a college campus and they ask how, what the population of the United States is. Yeah. Well, these college students that are supposed to be bright and together, you know, <laughs> say things like 8 million people and yeah. 20 million people and they have no clue. Yeah. Well, you know, there's, there's, not one billion, mm. 320 plus million, 350 million, somewhere around there. 2.2 billion. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of the United States population. This is a mm. lot of people mm-hmm. that are going to die. Yeah. And that's coming. Right. And, <coughs> and that's a terrible thing. I mean, it's terrible that they're even talking about this being a possibility. Uh, but that's that's what Bible prophecy says. And like you said, we, we've been talking about it for a long time. Uh, we've been trying to reassure people that the, you know, the virus and other things were not what the Bible was talking about. And then we have this. This is from a world leader who, I mean, I, I doubt that he studies Bible prophecy. But yet he's saying this third world war will be nuclear. So that jumps out at you pretty quick. People in the chat are telling us 8 million deaths in World War One, and 52, 52 million, million. Yeah. in World War II. Yeah. And there's going to be 2.2 billion. Yeah. 2.2 plus billion, depending on the, the population. Yeah. So it's going to be quite uh, dramatically larger than, than anything we've ever seen before. And that's coming. And, and so, Doug, it's easy to hear that and get scared. It's easy to go, man, one out of three. Right. You know, there's two of us in this room. Bring one more in. There, one of us, you know, if, if you go by. Don't make it. Yeah, so yeah. it's like that hits way closer to home than anything we've ever been able to imagine. Right. So how in the world do you have hope and peace? <clears throat> I'm not getting choked up emotionally about that, although it certainly would merit it, but getting choked up from these things going on. But uh, how do you have hope and peace uh, with that knowledge that such destruction is coming. Well, I mean, one thing about it, Vince, is that when you think in terms of God's kingdom and what we're supposed to be doing as Christians, this gives us a, a rally cry. I feel like it's something to to let us know, look, we've got to be busy about uh, the kingdom of God because there's a lot of people that are going to be facing this. When we're praying for the Ukraine, when we're praying for the Russian people right now, we need to be praying that that they are born-again believers, that they're saved, because right now there's a lot of death going on over there. Uh, a lot of people are dying in this war, this conflict between them, our military operation, depending on what side is telling the story here. But, you're, you know, a lot of people are dying right now. But when we see these things being talked about in our, our media and being discussed in, um, 
you know, information like this that you're getting from the world government leaders, we need to be in evangelism mode. We, we don't need to be afraid. We need to be ready to start telling people uh, everything that, that we can about the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I say that we live in very exciting times and it's, I'm not excited that there's going to be a war that's going to kill one third of mankind because I can be one of those people that die in that war. But I'm excited because we begin to see how alive the Bible is, how true the Bible is. And we know that, that this is going to be alongside the other prophecy that we're waiting to happen, that seven year, uh, starting with the peace plan with Israel and, uh, and the Palestinians, the final seven years. So we see these things happening and it's talked about in the news. And it gets you excited if you're a Christian, you're a born-again believer, if you understand all this and you want to be ready to help people understand the truth. So, well, And a lot of people go, how do I evangelize? How do I, when I don't know the Bible as well as I need to know or whatever, right. well, we have a solution for you if that is your concern. And that's Jerusalem Prophecy College. Uh, one of our dreams here is that everybody in the world would go through Jerusalem Prophecy College. And if not the world, at least everyone that watches and listens would go through it. Um, we've made it extremely affordable. It's $59 for a course. Uh, it's all available online, on demand. So you can go to endtime.com slash JPC and enroll in the Jerusalem Prophecy College today. Um, there are, I think it's 13 courses available starting with understanding the end time. And so we're going to take you uh, from, uh, if you're at zero, we'll get you caught up. If you're not at zero, we'll still get you caught up or um, help you with your foundation, make it even stronger. So we believe everyone would benefit from going through the Jerusalem Prophecy College. We believe it so much that uh, when new team members start here at End Time Ministries, they go through that. Um, Our whole team here has gone through that together. And so... Um, we wish that everyone would go through Jerusalem Prophecy College. It will dramatically change your life regardless of where you're at in your discipleship journey. So go to endtime.com slash JPC. All the people that watch and listen usually start shouting it out right about when I mention it here. So um, there are testimonies for days about how not only has it helped people grow spiritually, even though they've been going to church or walking with the Lord for decades, but also people whose marriages were on the rocks, people who were having issues in their lives. They went through it, and God worked on their lives somehow through that. We can't explain how all that works, but nonetheless, there's testimonies for days from people who have gone through Jerusalem Prophecy College, and it restored so much in them. Uh, we just believe everybody should do that. So go to endtime.com slash JPC to do it today. We are talking about Russia and what could happen with nuclear war and World War III. There's kind of a, a lot to talk about here. We think everybody should should hear this message. So if you're on Facebook, hit share, hit the heart icon. It helps get the word out a little bit more. All right, Doug. <coughs> that was one sentence of this article. I better keep going if we're going <laughs> to share what, what's up here. If I can. <coughs> um, it goes on to say, in underreported comments, Michael told the Spanish newspaper, Russia is a nuclear power, and we are well aware that if this conflict turns into a conflict between NATO and Russia, we will roll down into the Third World War. I think you've got to take over for me, Doug. I've got to choke here a little All bit. Right. The, the former Belgian prime minister added that any global conflict would mean a dimension of a different nature because of nuclear weapons. A fortnight ago, Russian foreign minister Sergei Lavrov said that if a Third World War were 
to take place, it would be nuclear and destructive. As Moscow put it, uh, put its nuclear forces on special regime of combat duty. Uh, so basically, we're watching this back and forth, Vince. We're seeing uh, the EU talking about this. We're seeing Russia put their uh, forces on high alert, on nuclear high alert. And so just the fact that this guy's talking about it, he says that we need to talk to whoever is in the Kremlin today. I don't know exactly what that means, but reasoning that democracy sh- should talk to the nations even if they are not democratic. Uh, Michael also noted that the EU is attempting to support Ukraine as much as possible without aggravating the conflict, but warned that uh, taboos have already been broken by providing Ukraine with $1 billion in military aid. So that's interesting in just knowing that when he says that taboos have already been broken, uh, they've already given the Ukraine $1 billion in military aid. So basically that's like you know pouring salt in a wound to Russia because they, they're already receiving this aid from outside sources is what he's saying. Um, he conceded that the, despite pleas from the Ukrainian government to let it immediately join the EU, which is interesting because that's what, the, that's what they're trying to do to get this conflict to be a bigger conflict, enlargement is a sensitive issue on which not all European countries have the same opinion. So right now they, they're not even thinking we're going to let the Ukraine join NATO while this is going on because they know what it would escalate to. That's exactly what would happen. And that's what Zelensky has been crying out and asking uh, these other governments to let them go ahead and get into NATO. So that's interesting uh, there when it talks about, uh, you know, the way that the nations are looking at it right now. They're looking at it from a backed off standpoint that they don't want to get involved with this because they know it could escalate very quickly into that world war. So if, if your back's up against the wall, you're going to be reaching out to everybody you can for help. And that's what Zelensky's doing. But that could cause the war to actually happen. You want me to continue? Uh, only if you want to. I mean, that's pretty much the <laughs> article there, so we can we can move since we're running short on time. Well, do you want to go ahead and go to the? Well, we don't have time to go to the phone. Sorry. No. We'll we'll do that after the break. Okay. Uh, you can join us too. There are open lines at eight seven seven end time, eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. I do want to let you know that uh, J- JPC Jerusalem Prophecy College is available for enrollment. However. There are many people that reach out to us that are unable to afford it. And if you are really one of those people, we have partners who say, JPC means so much to me that I want to donate so someone else can go for free. Okay, so we don't um, charge because we want to make money. That's not the goal of JPC. We charge because it costs money to make it available and this helps us pay for those bills. And so... Uh, There are many people who have uh, sponsored the college and we make some enrollments available for free for people who are unable to financially. So uh, if you think it's about money, it's not. We want you to go through it so you can grow in your walk with the Lord. Now we will be getting to the calls after the break, so don't go anywhere. We'll see you right after. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? 
With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to End of the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Before we go to the calls, I want to remind you again that Dave and Jana will be in College Station this weekend. Uh, College Station, Texas, that is. So if you're in the area, make plans to come out March 26 at 6 p.m. and March 27 at 10 a.m. Dave will be talking about the future according to Bible prophecy and breaking prophecy news. You can learn more about the venue and additional details at endtime.com slash events, or you can call us at 800-END-TIME. We'd be happy to walk you through those uh, details there over the phone. All right, let's get straight to the phones. James in California, welcome to End of the Age. Hi, guys. Hi. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for taking my call. Our pleasure. uh, And thanks for bringing some truth to our world here. Uh, Specifically on Revelation 9.20, it says the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues. Now, these are the plagues you guys just spoke about in the uh, Sixth Trumpet War. So does that mean, or is your opinion that, that no Christians would be left after those plagues were to, were to take effect on the world? There would be no Christians left, because it says the rest of mankind, unless there's I don't know the Greek term for rest there, but what is your opinion on that? Would we be raptured then prior to this, or is this a war, that, or could this draw out for a, a, a period of time where then we are raptured? Well, I mean, it's a good question. We've had people ask that question before about it, that we don't believe that we're raptured out at that point. We do believe that uh, we are still here all the way up until the seventh trumpet because the the scripture uh, is pretty clear about it in Revelation chapter 11 about that seventh trumpet being at the time that it comes to reward the prophets and the saints. And so we, we know that people uh, that are Christian are going to be alive during that time. This actually, this war will happen before 
the final seven years starts. And the mark of the beast is not given out until the middle, sometime after the middle of that final seven years, because the Antichrist will be revealed and then the uh, mark of the beast will be uh, done. And, and so the Bible tells us that when the mark of the beast is installed there, that there's going to be people that resist that and they are part of the first re- uh, resurrection. So it tells us that in Revelation 20, uh, 4 through 6. And so we know that we're going to be here during the time of the tribulation. We know that people are going to be part of the first resurrection that are, are killed because they will not take the mark of the beast because of what Revelation 20, 4 through 6 tells us. So what we think this means is that the people uh, that will not repent, that not like the rest of the world, no one will repent. It's just that the people that uh, are not repentant to that point will still not see God is real and repent of their sins and repent of the things that have happened. Even after this major destruction, those who choose to be wicked will continue to be wicked. That's what we believe that scripture is talking about. Okay, well, thank you so much. Yeah, the, it's the word rest is what... So you, you think that, that that doesn't really apply to us as, as believers or as born-again believers, that the rest of mankind would still be people that choose to worship the worship the idols, I guess, that it goes on to talk about in that chapter. Yes, sir. Because in Revelation 13, when it talks about uh, the whole world will worship the beast, it says, except for those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And at that point also, it says that the Antichrist is making war against the saints. So so we know that there's going to be people here that will still... Uh, love God and still be Christians that will still be there. But we believe that this talking about those that will not repent will be people that refuse to follow God to begin with. And they, this, this event will not make them turn to God. Uh, well, thank you guys so much. God bless you guys for your, for your, your message and bringing us the truth. Thank you, James. God bless you, James. All right, let's go to Texas. Ray, welcome to End of the Age. Hello? Hi, Ray. You're on the air. Yes, yes. I have a a question about um, World War III. Yes, sir. If one-third of mankind is killed in this war, how many are injured? We don't know. Yeah, we don't. That's not in Scripture, so we don't know. But you know there's going to be many that are injured. I mean, just look at, you know, people that are killed right now in this uh, war that's happening between Russia and Ukraine, you could have, you know, 56 people killed in one attack, but then there'll be, you know, 500 that were injured as well. So there's no telling because Scripture just doesn't tell us how many people will will be injured from it. So there, basically there's a very, very good chance that almost everybody on the planet is going to be physically affected by this war. There's going to be a lot of people affected by it, yes, sir. Okay, that was my question. Thank you very much. All right, thank Absolutely. you, Ray. Thank you, Ray. All right, let's go to Marcelo in California. Marcelo, welcome to End of the Age. Marcelo, are you there? All right, I don't know if Marcelo is there and we can't hear him or if he is gone, but we'll try to go to Marcelo uh, in a little bit if they can work out whatever issue is going on there. Now, Doug... Um, let's look at the scripture because we've read this article. We've talked a lot about it. 
And, um, you know, we just had a call, a little bit of detail about Revelation 9, 20, that is. Mm -hmm. But we want to start in verse 13 and take a look at what the Bible has to say. We've been talking about this article specifically so far that the, 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 it says that it will, could lead to the third world war, which will be nuclear. And then it goes on to talk a little bit more about that. But let's look at what the Bible has to say. We've often called the Sixth Trumpet War, World War Three, because it seems like it would be the next major war. Now, somebody asked us the other day, couldn't there be a World War Three before this war? Technically, we suppose it's possible, but it seems unlikely. But nonetheless, we've called it World War Three. It starts with Revelation 9, verse 13. And the six angels sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, Loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. And the four angels were loosed which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year for to slay the third part of men. And the number of the army of the horsemen were two hundred thousand thousand. And I heard the number of them and thus I saw the horses in the vision and them that sat on them having breastplates of fire and of jacinth and brimstone and the heads of the horses Whereas the heads of lions and out of their mouths issued fire and smoke and brimstone. By these three was the third part of men killed by the fire and by the smoke and by the brimstone which issued out of their mouths. For their power is in their mouth and in their tails. For their tails were like unto serpents and had heads and with them they do hurt. And the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues yet repented not of the works of their hands that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk. Neither repented they of their murders, nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornication, nor of their thefts. Yeah. Yeah, what? (laughs) (laughs) That's the scripture, and that's why we know. So when you're looking at that, you see... That it talks about the fire, the smoke, and the brimstone. Those are definitely implements of war. Uh, sounds like nuclear war because you're going to kill that many people. And you think about the possibilities of what could happen. We've talked about it before, Vince, that if this war sparks off, you've got China that's been waiting, chomping at the bits to invade Taiwan. You've got Iran who's been wanting to uh, just blow Israel off the map. And so you've got... North Korea, where they're wanting to test missiles too, this would be everybody's chance. They'd think, hey, we're already in this war. It's going nuclear. This is my time to shine too. We might as well get involved and things are going to happen. It's going to be well, it might be. a they, major They situation. have to do it because they believe that if they don't, they're next. Yeah, that's true. That could happen too. I mean, the the possibilities of something like this just happening quick like the the last caller asked would this be something that's drawn out for a while we don't see that we we see it happening very quickly escalating to the point that when it goes nuclear it's going to go nuclear and that's going to be the deal that's going to kill one-third of mankind because it's going to be i mean you just think about it everybody's got their finger on the button and one person fires that button well they're just going to think okay it's you know no holds barred here we got to go for it and if we don't start launching, we're going to lose this. So, you know, you just got everybody firing missiles at each other. And that's how that could go. Now, that's not, we don't have scripture that says everybody's going to be firing missiles at each other. But I'm just telling you, when this escalates to something like that, that would be the mindset, I would believe. That's my opinion, 
that people would, you know, just decide, okay, this is it. They're destroying the world, so let's just push the button. So you got that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so, you know, we've heard a lot of things about um, what this scripture could mean. Mm -hmm. Like I mentioned before, some people think it could mean a virus, a pandemic of some sort, a shot. Um, Some people think it's a... um, educational thing that that some, that you will be uh, attacked with not necessarily mind control but it's it's an ideology war or whatever yeah we just read these verses how how can people come to conclusions like those based off of these verses well one of the things there it says plagues and so when you think of a plague you don't think of nuclear war you don't think of bombs going off you think of things like we've just been through. You think of illnesses. And so that was one reason why so many people, um, you know, begin to ask, could, could this virus be what kills a third of mankind? Well, the, the scripture tells you particularly that the plague is the fire, the smoke, and the, and the brimstone. So a plague just means that that's the destruction that's happening at that time. The plague at that point is going to be that fire, the smoke, and the brimstone. It's going to be a plague that's worldwide. It's going to be something that destroys many people. And so that's why the Bible says that. It's pertaining to uh, what's going to happen there. So when I, I'm pulling it up to look at it right now as we're talking about it. So when you look at um, what it says for... The fire, the smoke, and the brimstone, of course, that's, you, you can pretty much say, okay, well, that's exactly what it is. But the plague is what I was looking for, just to pull the word up and so that people understand what plague means. And when you look at the word plague in, in this Greek, it means uh, a blow, a public calamity, a heavy affliction. So it's not talking about a disease at that point. It's talking about something that's going to be a global catastrophe. And okay, what, what about ideological results? Like, where do people come up with that? Well, you know, I don't know, Vince, because <laughs> I've tried to figure that out too. But a lot of things that they say that this war, the, a third world war will be, will be a communication war. It'll be a war of the mind, like you're talking about, where you're going to have people on both sides feeding you full of false information and things like that. But that's not what this war is talking about. This is not a communication war. This is not a technological war as far as, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be, uh, you know, hacking into somebody's system. This is an army of 200 million men. So it's a physical war that's going to have fire, smoke, and brimstone. It tells us there's an army. It tells us the size of the army. And it tells us that weapons will be used. And that a third of mankind will be killed. Yeah. So I I don't understand it, but nonetheless, hoping to get some clarity there. Perhaps some of you have it. Uh, We will be getting to more of your calls after the break. You can join us at um, 877-363-8463. That's 877-END-TIME. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. 
Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have a few open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. If you would like to join us, you can call right now, and more than likely you'll be able to get on the show today. Uh, one more time, I'll remind you about College Station. We will be there this weekend. Dave and Jana Robbins will be uh, doing the conference there, so make plans to come out if you're in the area. You can learn more about that at endtime.com slash events or call us at 800-END-TIME. Once again, that's in College Station, Texas. So make plans to come out. We'd love to see you there. Also, I want to remind you that we have literally thousands of hours of content available for totally free, absolutely free. We don't charge a dime for it at endtime.com. There are many, many videos, many articles you can get on there and read and watch for hours, days upon days you can do it, and it's absolutely free. Did I mention it's free, Doug? You did, Okay, yes, it's free. We aren't money-hungry ministers with gold dog bowls or anything like that, right? We don't have any of that. You may. You love your dogs, but... I don't have gold No gold bowls. Okay. But um, endtime.com is a great resource for you to go. Uh, we have more than just prophecy there as well. There are tons of um, questions that people have called in to ask Irvin when he was alive and even Dave now that we've put up there. And so you can go there and, and participate in that. It's totally free for you to do. Also, watch.endtime.com has um, hundreds of hours of content for totally free. Now, there is a subscription wall there. So if you want to subscribe to get basically everything we've ever done, you can do that at watch.endtime.com. However, if you don't want to subscribe, you don't have to. There are hundreds of hours available for totally free. So while we're not live, you can have uh, prophecy content available on demand at endtime.com and watch.endtime.com. So check that out if you haven't already. Let's get straight to the phones. Sandy in Kansas, welcome to End of the Age. Hello? Hi, Sandy. Hi. I have a question. My husband and I have been through the uh, Jerusalem Prophecy Bible College uh, and we're going through it again. We loved it so much. There's so much to learn. Wonderful. But, Thank uh, you for sharing that. I, oh, yes. Are I you a new Christian, did. or have you been no, doing this for been, a while? We've been Christians uh, all our lives, but uh, we had never heard a lot of the stuff that was in the college. Pastor Baxter was so brilliant, and we loved the way he took all the scriptures together and let them interpret themselves it, it's just fantastic. But I got a question. Um, we, I know that the revival happens when the tribulation actually begins, the last three and a half years, and the two witnesses appear, and they have powers, you know, that make people listen to them. 
but I'm trying to figure out, I still don't understand, who will they be able to get saved when the people who've taken the mark may be already gone, and most of the people... I understand the people in Israel could get saved and the people in Jordan, but what about the rest of the world? Will the revival just miss the rest of the world because you can't get a person saved that has a mark? Well, you know, Sandy, not everybody's going to take that mark. People are going to resist the mark. The Bible tells us that, that there's going to be people. The Bible tells us that in Revelation 13 that... There's going to be people going into captivity and there's going to be people killed. So people that refuse the mark of the beast are going to be all over the world. There's going to be their government may participate in the mark, but people will still refuse and and will still somehow or another. God will be taking care of them. Uh, You know, the Bible tells us that there's there's promises to us about things like that. Uh, But people who know God will not take that mark. And I believe that there's going to be. A time before that mark is given out where there's going to be a lot of people that are saved during that time. Not necessarily will the Antichrist come on the scene and the two witnesses come on the scene and boom, the mark of the beast is there. Uh, The mark of the beast will be something that's going to take a little bit of time for it to be established all over the world, especially if it's something where they're actually putting a mark on people or a chip in people. We don't know exactly how it's going to be set up yet, but it will take some time and uh, you know, we don't believe that that Antichrist is just going to come on the scene and then the next day they're going to start putting the mark on people. Uh, so there will be time for people to be saved during that time. But you're right, people that that take the mark of the beast, they're going to be damned and there's no way that they're going to be able to be saved because they're going to take that mark of the devil and then they'll be marked forever. And so uh, there'll be a time, we don't exactly know how it's all going to play out, but there's going to be a time. And that's why, you know, there's people like us on the air right now talking about this and trying to get people uh, to understand what's coming. And that's why we talk about things like, uh, you know, the transhumanism and what they're talking about there, because these are precursors to that mark. And if we can get people to pay attention to what's going on, Instead of saying, oh, look at this cool new technology, it makes everything so simple. But then they begin to look at it and understand this is actually going to, you know, give us the mark of the beast eventually. Uh, that's what we're trying to do now. Wake people up now, get them prepared now so that when that when that harvest comes, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be saved during that time. Okay, that's really good. I hadn't thought of that. I, I always tend to think that when when the Antichrist Christ comes on the stage that everything's already set up ahead of time. But I think, you know, I'm sure you're right. Well, it tells us, you know, that he makes war. So there's going to be wars going on during that final three and a half years, too. And it tells us that he begins to make war against the saints. tells us that up here in when you're looking at Revelation 13, you look at verse 5, starting in verse 5, it talks about him making the war with the saints for 42 months. So that war begins there. And then the, it talks about the false prophet. And it talks about he is the one that gets everyone to worship the beast and the one that gets people to take the mark of the beast. So that false prophet is going to be on the scene too. So when we know who the Antichrist and the false prophet is, we got to hit that ground run, and really we're hitting the ground running at the beginning of that final seven years and tell them we know all this is coming because Scripture tells us that. But when these things really start to happen, 
there's going to be people that are going to understand and they're going to, they're going to try to run away from it. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I hope, th- I hope there's some, some kind of a revival that comes soon because I'm finding that people are so on the left, you can't get them to hear anything you say. And there's such a disregard for religion and God altogether, anyway, out here in Canada. It's hard to get people to listen. A revival is coming, Sandy. We've talked about that a little bit. We don't have time to talk about it in detail today. We've got a full bank of callers, and we want to get to everyone else. Okay, thank you very else. much for your answer. Yes, yes ma'am. ma'am. But, but rest assured, a revival is coming. Uh, we've got a lot of content about that available at endtime.com, and maybe we can talk about that a little more another day. Uh, Let's go to Jerome in Alabama. Jerome, welcome to End of the Age. It's good to be online with y'all. Likewise. Um, Yeah, I had a question. Um, Do you think that when the World War III takes place, that this was the stage for the Antichrist to come on the scene? Yes, we do. Uh, We we think... Uh, we even have a study called World War III Entrance to uh, Entrance Ramps to the Antichrist. So we have that available in our library, and that's something we do believe, and we do teach that because after that one-third of mankind is killed, even though it says that many people won't repent, people will be looking for answers, and there's going to be that politician that steps up on the scene and says, I can bring peace to the world. I, this is how we do it. And it's going to be somebody who uh, is very charismatic, somebody who people like, somebody who people are drawn to. And he's going to say, look, we've just lost one third of mankind. We need to stop these wars. And the way we're going to do that is to join together as one so that we can't fight against each other anymore. And we do believe that that nuclear war will set that stage for that man to come on. Right. And the church at that time, whoever's left, they all really need to be walking the apostolic discernment of the gift of the Spirit to to know who the Antichrist is. Would you agree? Yes, sir. I mean, there's going to be... You have to understand. We're going to be here, you yeah. know, talking about it it's very so loudly. <laughs> so yes. I'm not sure that discernment will be necessary. It's going to be pretty obvious when he stands in the temple and proclaims to yeah. be the Messiah that the Jews have been looking for. Yeah. Um, so they will need to follow the Spirit, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but we are going to be telling everybody every chance we get um, that this that he is here and that Jesus is coming soon. So. Uh, thanks for your call, Jerome. We appreciate it very much. Let's get to Denise in Nevada. Denise, welcome to End of the Age. Hello. Hi. Hi. So I had a quick question. Um, eight billion are on the earth right now, uh, roughly about eight billion. Um, a third are going to be killed by the nuclear war. So... I just don't, I don't know. I was thinking of um, Irvin. I loved his teachings. I did the JPC. Um, I didn't take all the tests and everything, but I did it on the end of the age. Um, I'm a subscriber. Um, but I was curious to see what you guys thought about a peace agreement being implemented um, after the war or before. I don't see that happening before because... Things are moving so fast right now with the war. 
So I was just curious what your thoughts are on it. Well, you know, Irvin always said that um, he believed that the war would happen first. And then when Trump got in office and started talking about this peace plan and presented his plan, and there were five key elements that would make up the biblical peace plan, and four of them that we could identify were in that plan. The fifth one was kind of in there, but it wasn't clear enough to proclaim it. We started going, wow, could this peace plan happen before the war? Well, if it does, you know, the Bible doesn't necessarily say which one's coming first. So we're not going right. to, you know, make a doctrine out of, of which one comes first. Uh, we believe it has to be the war because, you know, it seems odd that you'd have a, a historic peace plan and then a war would come that would kill a third of mankind. So we believe the war is first. But if the peace treaty happens first, that's just fine according to the Bible. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much for clarifying, and you guys have a blessed day. Thanks, Denise. All right, Doug, we uh, have a minute and a half, so let's get one more in. Gary from Texas, you're the lucky one that we're going to be able to get on. Now you have about 30 seconds to ask your question. So, uh, Gary, welcome. Well, thank you. Hey, uh, this war that that we're talking about, uh, Revelation 9, you know, when you look back at World War I, World War One. It reshuffled nations, and it, it took away the Ottoman Empire over Palestine. And that opened up the Balfour Declaration. Everything is about Israel. World War II brought about the Holocaust. Gary, you're running short on time. What's your question today? I'm sorry. Yeah, my, my question is, uh, let's see, this... Uh, Okay. You got got 10 seconds, Gary. (laughs) Why will he make war with the saints? Is it because they will refuse the mark? And also, is is Babylon, Babylon was built by Nimrod, correct? Mm -hmm. That's right. All right, Gary, we've got to put you on hold because we are literally out of time. Doug, you have 10 seconds to respond to Gary if you can. Well, I mean, yeah, Vince, he's going to make war against the saints because we're going to refuse to follow what the one world government, one world religion, and the one world economy stand for. We're going to be total opposites of that. There you go. All right, don't miss tomorrow. Devorah from the Jewish Agency will be in studio live with us. We'll see you tomorrow at 3. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com.